Real Deal with the Kill podcast I have right now joining me through the phone. I have Houston Chronicle writer, Texans beat writer, Aaron Wilson. Aaron, you came on the show before. I'm glad to have you back on again to talk Texans football each and every week now from week six on. Um, first things first, let's just cut to the chase. Bill O'Brien, the first five weeks, they start off two and three, two wins in overtime. Bill O'Brien, we all know he's on a hot seat. What are the chances that he can keep his job secured with the Texans, win, winning record or losing record? I don't think he's on the hot seat, honestly. I disagree with that premise. Whether he should be is debatable, but the fact of the matter is the McNairs are happy with him. They do not plan to fire Bill O'Brien, regardless of how the season goes. I mean, I think, you know, are there any scenarios? Maybe, like, the guys quit on him or something, uh, stop playing hard. Yeah, maybe then. But, you know, one of the biggest reasons they aren't a good red zone team is the offensive line. One of the reasons that Deshaun Watson gets hit so much is they don't have a good offensive line. And it affects everything. It affects the defense. It's the biggest weakness on this team. And I don't think paying big money for Nate Solder would have fixed it. They didn't get in on Andrew Norwell. They chose to spend their money in other ways. They did invest some in the offensive line. I think Zach Fulton was a good signing. Sean Henderson would have been a good signing, but he broke his ankle. They had no depth. They couldn't afford any injuries at this position. And it's not surprising to me that, you know, guys that are picked in the fourth round from Bucknell, like Julian Davenport, that they struggle. And... Martinez Rankin's a third-round pick. There's almost no one where you could say there's a pedigree. Like Nick Martin, you know, who's just solid. Um, you know, Zach Fulton, maybe they start for other teams. But almost everyone else, they just be a backup. So it's a bad offensive line. It leads to Deshaun Watson taking all these hits. And yeah, it's a trickle-down effect. But I don't think he's going to be fired because of it. You know, does he need to improve a lot as an offensive coordinator? Yeah, maybe they, after the season say, hey, we want you to hire an offensive coordinator. Yeah, I could see the McNairs possibly saying that. But for right now, yeah, they're just going to ride with Bill O'Brien and Brian Gain, and this is the plan that they have. And they just signed them to those big extensions and spent a lot of money, and they would have to eat those contracts. I don't think the McNairs care much about having to you know, spend the money. It's just a matter of they won't do it. And they're pretty patient. I think they're going to stick with Bill O'Brien. If they stink again next year, yeah, maybe then you could say hot seat. They're not going to do it. They're not going to fire Bill O'Brien. One of the biggest criticism that Bill O'Brien has taken upon fans in the city around Houston, and when you listen to some games, the commentators be like, what is he calling? The play calling. Do you think that it's time for Bill O'Brien to finally get an officer coordinator so he can stop calling the plays itself? Yeah, I, I do. I think that he needs to start grooming Sean Ryan, uh, get, letting him be more involved. You know, see, does he have any knack for We don't know if Sean Ryan would be a good play caller. He's just never called plays. He's a quarterback's coach. So what does he do? He runs the drills. He talks to Deshaun Watson in the game, gives him tips. So that's different from being in charge of the whole offense. I, I think primarily to get to have an offensive coordinator, you have to go outside. You have to find somebody you don't have anyone on the staff that's capable of doing it, and you don't have Bill willing to step away from it. So it's unlikely that he would fire himself as offensive coordinator and go find somebody in the offseason. I don't think he has intentionally wanted to have somebody on the staff that you know, 
could potentially take over those reins. Um, no, I, I just don't see it. With Deshaun Watson, him taking the beating in Dallas, how long can you see? Okay, well, you well, let's just back up a little bit. The status is now that he feels great now that he's ready to play against Buffalo, yeah. correct? Okay, so if he's playing Buffalo, he's playing against Buffalo Sunday, we need to keep him healthy because he is not only the important to the team, but he's important to the city and the franchise. What can We know the O-line is struggling. Can Coach Bill O'Brien, and I, I don't want to keep going back on Bill O'Brien, but we're talking about Watson now, but can he call some plays to, hey, maybe not have him run on fourth down or have him get out the pocket as much and keep him, get the ball in his hands quicker? He's got to listen, though. He has to do. He has to change his style of play. Right. And so that's on Deshaun. You know, he has to accept the coaching and listen to what they're saying. They're telling him that this isn't sustainable. That you're taking risks. That you have to protect yourself. And he does slide occasionally. You've seen that. But he will if he thinks he has a chance to score a touchdown. He'll challenge guys. But yeah, this part of this is how they coach him and how coachable is he. And he's got to not be so stubborn about it. Right. I think he has to change just as much as they have to change. Right. You know, some of this is on Deshaun. And some of the hits he takes are on Deshaun. We can't just absolve him of everything. I know that because he's talented, because he is a popular player, and, you know, he's young, and there's all these sort of built in things, but we can't just, we have to be objective. He has five interceptions because of himself. He shouldn't have that many interceptions. He takes undue chances. Some of the jump balls he throws up, the receivers should do a little better job. But, yeah, I think we have to, as much as we appreciate Deshaun's ability, his potential, the style he plays with, and I love the way he plays, but he needs to get better. Right. And that's a fact. Yeah, he's on pace for 5,000 passing yards. That's great. And about 20 touchdowns, and, and those are good. But he's got to get a little better. Right. Well, Patrick Mahomes is playing better football than Deshaun Watson. He is. Um, he's one of his peers, and he watched his whole rookie year. So, yeah, I, I think Deshaun has to get better. I think Deshaun will tell you that, too. That he has to play better. The Texans secondary, kind of blah. Ever since the franchise started in 2002, the, friend, the secondary has been like blah. Even though they've been number one in pass defense and defense in the past. But this season, you got Jonathan Joseph, who signed an extension. Um, how can the secondary improve from here on out? Do you see an improvement at any time soon? Because they gave us some plays to Dallas that was like, it's the Cowboys. They have no weapons. Dallas, yeah. I mean, but, but Dak Prescott's not a very good quarterback. And, you know, let's be honest. They, you know, who, do those receivers scare anyone? No. I mean, they clearly miss Dez Bryant. Right. And then we look at this, and then we look at the secondary. Jonathan Joseph playing 15 yards back. We look at Kareem Jackson at times. You know, he has his moments. He had a good game against Dallas. I like Justin Reed. When you see, when you, when you watch the Texans practice this week, what was their, what was the mentality of the Texans past defense? Because we know what the front seven is going to do each and every week. But the deep, the secondary, that's the big question for me. Right, I mean, they don't. They didn't really have good corners when Aaron Colvin and Kevin Johnson were healthy. So, 
you know, Jonathan Joseph has to play with a big cushion. He's 34 years old. He's lost a step or two. I think the best four right now is having Jackson play corner opposite Joseph and having Reed, Justin Reed, the rookie, play opposite Tara Matthew. And that's what you got to ride with at this point. But to me, Jackson was always better than Colvin and Johnson. He just happened to be their best safety to start next to Tara Matthew as well. So, yeah, is he great? No. Is he solid? Yes. At least he hit somebody. He has a little bit of pop. Right. He makes a couple plays. So, no, that's their best group. The, the, one of the problems besides Colvin being hurt is that Colvin wasn't worth the $34 million. Colvin looked good in Jacksonville, I think. You know, he's okay, but mostly because he's playing with A.J. Boye and Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. So they overrated his talent. They missed on him, in my opinion. I'm not seeing any playmaking from him before he hurt his ankle. Right. One last question before we before I let you go. Preview the Bills and Texans game. How do you see that game playing out? If they stop the run and confuse Josh Allen a little bit, they'll win the game. You know, I don't see Buffalo giving them that many problems. This is a very winnable game. The Bills receivers are sorry. That's the worst receivers in the NFL. They're worse than Dallas. Allen yep. has a lot of tools, <laughs> but he gets confused. This is a veteran defense. This is Romeo Cornell. He should be able to disguise a lot of stuff. They should be able to rush. They're not going to be able to block Clowney a lot. And on the other side of the football, yeah, Jerry Hughes and those guys are ballers. Um, I think Kyle Williams is really good. I think Tredavious White is all right. They have him shadow. They have him stay with the number one. Um, but do I think he can shut down DeAndre Hopkins? No. And I think he, he could he can get open against their other corner. Uh, in my opinion, this is a game, yeah, you should win it. I don't know, a blowout, especially with the way the Texans play, but, you know, the red zone. But this is a real winnable game. Yeah, I be surprised if they're not three and three after Sunday. I hope so. I hope so. And I appreciate you coming on the Real Deal with the Kill podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube. There you have it, Aaron Wilson, Akil Williams, Real Deal with the podcast. We out.